The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss FTX, Warren Buffett, and tax loss harvesting. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. FTX, once the third largest crypto exchange, filed for bankruptcy. One million furious creditors, dozens of interconnected crypto firms, and a building pile of criminal probes make the demise of FTX more shocking with each passing day. What happened and what next for crypto markets? FTX was recently valued at $32 billion, and its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, worth $16 billion. Now, it is unclear what value is actually left in the company, and Bankman-Fried's fortune and reputation lie in tatters. FTX's own terms of service said it would not lend customer assets to its trading arm, but $8 billion worth of customer assets were lent to Alameda Research, a trading firm also owned by Mr. Bankman-Fried. And FTX accepted its own digital tokens as collateral. Massive selling in FTX's token exposed a gaping hole in the company's balance sheet. To add to the debacle, once FTX declared bankruptcy, hundreds of millions of dollars mysteriously flowed out of its accounts. The implosion of FTX has dealt a blow to the crypto industry. Crypto now looks a little criminal and wasteful to many former and would-be investors. One reason is because there is no paper trail for key management decisions, as Bankman-Fried, who often communicated by using applications that had an auto-delete feature and encouraged his employees to do the same. What next for crypto? Short-term losers are clearly FTX, holders of their now worthless cryptocurrency, and cryptocurrency investors in general. Potential long-term winners, though, are other crypto exchanges and the crypto industry as a whole. Now hear me out. The turbulence in crypto is not unexpected, given the lack of oversight in the industry. Reckonings like the one we are seeing now with FTX can lead to better regulation, a more transparent industry, leading to increased investor confidence over the long term. Whether or not Congress has the political will to enact the necessary changes or investors have the patience to stick it out remain to be seen. 
Recent SEC filings show that Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway were active buyers of stocks in the third quarter. What did Buffett buy? What did he sell? And what do these moves reveal about Berkshire's strategy going into the new year? Berkshire Hathaway bought more than $4 billion of Taiwan Semiconductor. Buffett picked up roughly 60 million shares of Taiwan Semi, also known as TSMC, the world's largest contract chip maker. Besides Taiwan Semi, Berkshire Hathaway opened positions in Louisiana Pacific, a manufacturer of engineered wood building products, and Jeffries Financial Group, a global investment and capital markets firm. Berkshire bought almost 6 million shares of Louisiana Pacific for roughly $300 million uh, and stock equaling about $13 million for Jeffries. Berkshire also grew existing stakes in Occidental Petroleum, Paramount Global, RH, formerly Restoration Hardware, Selenese, and Chevron. Berkshire reduced the number of existing shares in U.S. Bank Corp. and Bank of New York Mellon by 55 and 14 percent, respectively. Activision Blizzard, General Motors, and Kroger also saw stock sales in Q3. Of Buffett's new purchases, TSMC is perhaps the most intriguing because chip makers have struggled this year and geopolitical tensions with China create an additional risk for emerging market equities. Buffett clearly likes the long-term prospects for TSMC. Buffett cells are also worth noting. For a long time, financial stocks like major banks have been a staple of Berkshire's portfolio. Buffett has consistently reduced his banking investments this year. When the Oracle of Omaha talks, it's worth listening. Most farmers I know are done with this year's harvest, but tax lost harvesting is just getting started. What is this strategy? What are the benefits and how do you take advantage? Tax loss harvesting is the strategy of deliberately selling an investment that has lost value since you bought it. Doing this realizes a loss on the investment, a loss that can be used to offset gains in the future. The harvested loss can offset taxes owed on an investment sold at a profit or even taxes owed on personal income. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and exchange-traded funds are examples of investments that can be sold for tax loss harvesting purposes. Now, what is the process behind tax loss harvesting? There are three steps. Number one, selling investments that have lost value. Number two, using the capital loss to offset a capital gain or income. And number three, replacing the sold investments with similar investments. Tax loss harvesting is relevant only for taxable investment accounts, not retirement-specific accounts like 401k and IRAs. And the benefit is tax deferral, not tax cancellation. Like contributing to a tax-deferred account, the idea behind tax loss harvesting is that deferring current tax payments allows investors to use the savings to grow their portfolios now 
with the assumption that the dollar amount generated over the years will be more than the eventual tax bill. What if you don't have gains to offset this year? The harvested loss can be carried forward to offset future gains and income. There is no expiration date. A couple of caveats when it comes to tax loss harvesting. There is an annual limit of $3,000 on tax loss harvesting. So the investor with a capital loss of $10,000 can only use $3,000 this year against either capital gains or personal income. Another important consideration is that losses of one type must be used first to offset gains of the same type. For example, short-term capital losses must be first used to offset short-term capital gains. By extension, long-term capital losses must first be used to offset long-term capital gains. Of all the nuances of tax loss harvesting, the one to be most aware of and to plan for is the wash sale rule. The wash sale rule prohibits using the proceeds from tax loss harvesting to repurchase an identical security within 60 days of the sale that generated the capital loss. This means that investors must refrain from purchasing an identical investment for 30 days before and 30 days after the capital loss is realized. Is tax loss harvesting right for you? It depends because there are many factors to consider your current and future tax taxable income being just one. Consult your tax professional and investment advisor when making this decision. Happy harvesting! Next week, the whip takes a holiday break. Best wishes for a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you in two weeks.